Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. From tactical analysis to player updates. We've got you covered on all the latest news on Las Aguilas. Now, let's start the show. This is the Eagle Eye Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today, I'm going to be recapping everything that happened against Leon, the chaos and the outspill that was the aftermath after that game. And of course, Las Aguilas qualified into the semifinals. We have an opponent already, so we're going to get you guys a preview ahead of the Wednesday game, which is against Atletico San Luis. And boy, do we have plenty to talk about in such a short period of time. And as always, let me uh, introduce my co-host for tonight. It is none other than the main man himself, Chris Rivera. Chris, how are you, my friend? A little bit under the weather, but that's here. Get sick and feel better later, I guess. But yeah, man, I feel good, especially after this past two games. I know one of us wasn't that happy with the way we played, but we'll get into that in a bit. But other than that, you know, I'm blessed, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you're not the only one. A little bit under the weather. I don't know if people will be able to hear it in my voice or not, but I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Um. I mean, we're going to dive into it and, and we're going to talk about it. I am that one person that had a lot, uh, a lot of negative comments uh, to talk about in, in, in these two matchups. Uh, but not to say that there isn't any optimism from me going forward into what should be hopefully a pretty exciting game against uh, against San Luis. So uh, let's let's just dive right into it. Let's 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 dissect it as uh rip it off as a band-aid really so america obviously coming into this game against leon we we were optimistic that we were going to get a good america side we got a very rusty america within the first 45 minutes of uh the first leg and i'll throw the first question out here to the man joining us right now initial thoughts and reaction christian after the first 45 minutes at the Estadio leon seeing such a rusty america all right he is muted Okay, Christian's having a little bit of mic issues. He's going to get that sorted out. So, Chris, I'll revert the question to you. Your thoughts after first 45 minutes. It was frustrating for me because I felt Leon was hitting way too much. And I don't really remember the timing, I guess, it was first half or second half, but correct me if I'm wrong, the... Uh, uh, what's his name? Diente. Diente was supposed to get a red card, right? And I felt... Yeah, within the first 45, yeah. Yeah, and I felt... You know, I I hope it doesn't come wrong whenever I tweet this. So, like, I feel like no one ever likes this tweet whenever I tweet it, but it felt like Central American teams in CONCACAF Champions. If you guys know what I mean by that, which is hitting every minute, every second, and the ref really wasn't doing much. I thought he should have gotten a red card. And if I'm not mistaken, there's someone else that should have gotten a red card or double yellow in that game too. Maybe you guys could re- remind me who it was, but. Well, very- it was, it, it was Diente Lopez who was supposed to get his second yellow. 
But throughout the game, there was someone else that was supposed to get one too, right? Or am I just throwing? Um, yes, there was a second person. Um, it slipped in my mind, but yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, Point uh-huh. is, it was just very frustrating. It felt like felt very similar, except the result wasn't the same to that Monterrey game, where. It didn't really feel like they went in there to win, even though they scored, right? It ended up being 2-2. But it felt like it was more to frustrate us. And I think you saw the us being rusty. I think uh, me and Christian touched on it, right? He said, Tendejas was the w- worst player in that first half. I said, Quinones. And then the day, it had a lot to do with our fullbacks. I think we both agree on that. And it was just very frustrating that first half, you know, look, we get scored on right away, you know, one minute in, it was just a very frustrating first half. Yeah, I agree. I think frustrating is the, the perfect word to use to, to sum up, I think not only the first half, but I think the first, like in general, Christian. Yeah, no, um, I think you guys summed it up perfectly. Um, uh, I think in the previous podcast I mentioned that uh, the the break that we had, the, what are the fifteen or seventeen day break that we had, it was either gonna gonna affect us in a bad way or in a good way, um, and I think we saw for honestly pretty much the whole series in both legs, it affected us pretty bad because in that first game I I didn't like the way we played at all, um, it was definitely a lot of rust. You you saw that from literally the get go, the 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 bad horrendous marking on that corner kick. Which gave him the lead in the first minute of the of the game. Um, well, I did like the response that we had. Uh, I I like that you know we we you know we talked, we kind of brushed it off a little bit. Um, you know we got we kind of understood the moment at that moment. Um, and you know we we responded well. But then again, even after we scored the tying goal, it it never looked like like we're, we were fully committed. We were fully in that tie. Uh, and I don't know if that has to do with, with the break that we had or it's just you know, just the players that just did, didn't buy into the moment. Um, it just wasn't, wasn't a good look for us over, over, two, over two games, and I hope that it was just because they had a little break and not just because that's how they're going to uh, approach this, this, this playoff. Um, so I hope that all the rust that they had was, was you know, kind of shown and kind of wore up in the first tie because right now we're going to need, you know, everyone at their 100%. And there are a lot of players who, in my opinion, weren't at their top level. Um, so we, we need that. We need that corrected. And uh, can just we, overall, we just need a better team because, you know, we just, we, we didn't see that America that we saw throughout the whole year uh, in those two games. In my yeah, I think um, Nick comes out and, and says it in the, in the press conference after the first game. He says, you know, we were very much rusty. It felt like a new tournament starting again. Um, so it was like having to adapt to that momentum, which Leon was carrying because they had two very intense games back to back. Um, so that definitely helped them in the rhythm aspect of things. But America, I think, overall was able to manage this game smartly. Um, and I think it says a lot, even though we like to focus on the negative. But if you want to get a positive out of this result from the first leg, it says a lot about this team that even though you're rusty. You're still able to go to Leon Stadium, pull away with a draw. Moments in times where you could pull away with a victory. Not to say that they didn't have their chances either, but it's not a, such a bad result when you take into context everything that we were just mentioning. The fact that we were out 15, 17 days. The fact that, you know, we had players that were returning back from injury. Diego Valdez only played, what, 60-odd minutes in, in this leg? Um, 
both yeah uh, both games actually so you're seeing the the positives here and, and you're starting to look at it and you're starting to understand it and, and and chris i think there's positives to take away from the leon game at the estadio camp now you go into the second leg you see how america starts off in the get-go and i think they started off pretty strongly i mean was, was it the was it the start that you wanted at the Azteca? Yes, and, and it, it was kind of a, a, a weird game to me because it felt like a regular season. I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but it wasn't our fault, right? I don't think Leon played to go and look for that game. I think they looked to, like, survive. And for some reason, they just gave off a regular season game. Like, if there was going to be a third game, and obviously they got used to that, <clears throat> to the... <laughs> Pechaje, maybe they thought they were going to get another chance, but <laughs> they were going to yeah. lose and have another game. But the point is, you know, they, they, I think it was a, a good game, right? We played a very good game, but it, was, it wasn't it was as intense that I expected it to be just because it's the Gia. Yeah, there was, there was a lack of intensity in, in moments throughout. I, I think you saw a very visible, frustrated America at the end of that a uh, first half in the second leg. And I, I think the camera pans and, and cuts to Henry specifically as soon as the, the, the ref blows the whistle for, for halftime. And you can tell that frustration from your captain, from your leader. And, and uh, you know, he rallies up the team. And I think there was some, some heavy spoken words in that dressing room, Christian, in, in, in the mix before the second half started. And you see a much better America, much more, um, I mean, what's the right word to use here? A, a, a much more determined America going forward and, and trying to be clinical. And of course, you know, the penalty happens, the Quinones goal. And then from that moment on, you really feel like America is just not necessarily cruising, but managing the tempo and, and trying to manage the game out. Yeah, this is kind of what what I was alluding to earlier that I I just didn't like the way that we we played over two legs and um I, I think I think I do agree with Chris it just didn't feel like a like a very like a very intense playoff game um while I think we did play better than we did in the first leg it just wasn't that America that I think that should have showed out um especially at home against a team like this um and to Chris's point. Uh, I I think Leon kind of played kind of played that way over the, over both legs where they kind of just like kind of stayed back and kind of waited for us to kind of you know make that mistake. Um, and for a couple of times they they kind of they almost caught us. Uh, in that in that second leg. Um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he has the post once. Um, yeah. off a of, off a off a counter attack. Um, and then there was one that went just over the bar. Um, in in the first the first half. So it's, it's things like that I think Leon kind of played for. Uh, so to, to, to for anyone thinking that they were the better team over two legs, I, 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 I you're you're pretty pretty much wrong. That we didn't we didn't watch. Um, it was them us creating, but like I said, it wasn't it wasn't the the way that I guess I expected us to. Uh, we 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 weren't clinical. Our our final third passing wasn't there. Um, no, the 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 decision making wasn't there from from our from our top players. And that's that. All that stuff is the things that need to be corrected heading into the San Luis games because you know, like I said, they just eliminated one of the what well, the most expensive team in Mexico. Uh so if you know we're, we're gonna need everyone at at hundred percent, we're gonna you know book our ticket into the final. 
I think rusty all around would be a perfect way to kind of summarize what this America side was for both legs. And even though we saw a better America half in, in the second leg at the Azteca, still wasn't to the niche that we expected it to be. Dylan, uh, you're joining us now after quite the hiatus. We know you've been very busy traveling around all the state, spreading the good word of Las Aguilas del America. If you had to sum up America's performance in three words, what would you what, what would you say? In three words, um, I would say I remember texting through morning of the second leg. So like, all right, game day, first one did not go the way we wanted it to necessarily, but it's the second leg and got to run with it. It's going to be different, and you know, even though it was still. Rusty, even though it still wasn't necessarily what, what we've been saying, which I've been saying, um, you know, it's still a different second leg, and you know, it's got to walk out of there with the picture, obviously on home turf. So, um, I think I think that second leg's a lot to learn from to to gather that momentum after being out uh, so many days, like y'all mentioned too. Um, because really, I mean, when was the last time this team lost in, in the league? You know, it's probably what back in early in the season. And, and you know to go on that streak besides aside from league stuff, you know, not not saying that we didn't lose in that time, but in terms of the season, um, saw a lot of good football from the side. That's what we want to see, and uh, you know that's why I'm a big, uh, big, uh, big on let's keep things rolling instead of taking a few days off. Um, uh, but you know here we are now, and you know we're, we're past now, we're in the semis, and we just got to find a way to gather that momentum again. Quickly here, just want to want to pick your brain here, Henry Martin, a player that has so famously gone ghost for us in league has passed. Now seems to have found his talisman and has three goals in two games, and what looks to be hopefully a campaign where he gets to be the man to lift the 14th title. I mean, it. it we made the argument that. Henry could, in theory, be our best player of the season if he wasn't out injured for the extent of time that he is. He's not scoring as many goals throughout the season as he was last uh, last campaign, Dylan, but he's proven to be more than more than versatile in every aspect. Not only is he dropping, not only is he uh, passing, not only is he you know pulling marks, opening up spaces. He just seems to be doing it all and doing it exactly the way that you expect it to be done. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what Kevin is saying. He's proven it time and time again. That's that's his that's his um he wanna see it from La Bomba. Um, you know, he's a guy like I said, you know, it's been it's been injured for the season a little for him, but just to see him still take those small chances, gone those opportunities, you know, not necessarily just for him, but like you kinda of mentioned, but be able to um uh, make these runs, you know, pull some pull some uh, defenders so you know, to open up the space too. Um, he's doing those things. And he's showing that he's more than just you know just a, just a person that can score. You know, he's showing that he can also be a threat. To where you know, these defenders get to worry about him creating space. So I, I think he takes good on his opportunities on his chance and everything. Chris, you mentioned that uh, Quinones was probably one of the more uh, what's the word to say. Not the best player in the first leg. Although I will say, and and this is a very high compliment coming from me, 
I would say the second leg, I think he definitely showcased that. And there was moments of brilliance in that first leg as well. Him on the left-hand side, he's doing things that I didn't necessarily think he was going to be doing. He was trying to juke people, magging people, trying to do like little roundabouts. Uh, just give me your two cents on Quinones on the left-hand side, because it's an interesting one, to say the least. I mean, that's where you want him. I think that's what we signed him for. If we're, we're going to have... Because a lot of people had debates that, oh, where are you going to put Henry? Where are you going to put him at? Where are you going to put Valet? It's simple. You put him on the left. He could play there. That's his natural position. He played other places too, which is a good thing because you do want a player that you could be able to move around and they could perform another position. To me, like we had that conversation about who was performing the least, right? And it wasn't necessarily like, oh, it's their fault. It's just the way the game was, right? Leon would push through the, the wing and you have Fuentes and you have Layun. You have to drop down, right? You can't let them have one-on-ones. And that's where, where a lot of our issues when it comes to offense come. Personally, I think Quinones is, is performing how I expected. I think a lot of people are frustrated of the misses, right? But the thing is about a player that misses, I'm okay with the misses as long as you're... Like, what do you, would you prefer? Like, and I know it's going to be like, oh, well, I'd rather not have either. But would you prefer a, a player that shows out, that's in every game. Yes, he has his misses, but he shows out, or just one that ghosts and you're just like, where's he at this whole game? You know, and Quinones, while he might have some some misses that are just like, like the second goal, uh, Henry's goal, right, in the second leg. You see Quinones miss like two times, and then Henry just goes in and shoots it, right? But at the same time, I'd rather him have those misses and be in the game and, and, and have these opportunities and have someone that is just not showing up to those opportunities. So I'm okay with Quinones. You know, I'm okay with with his, with how he's playing and everything. You have to contribute in one way. And if he misses, hey, we have Henry Martin right behind him or in front of him or side of him. Or we have Diego Valdez right there, too. We have Sendejas there, too. We have Leo Suarez. We have Cabecita. We have other players that are able to score, too. So I don't have an issue with how he's playing. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Well... That's a couple of uh, strong words from Chris there regarding to Quinones' defense. And I'm not going to argue against it. I think he's showcasing out and, and, you know, the more the merrier. So, gentlemen, quickly, we got over the hurdle of Leon, which in recent years has not been our best opponent to face off. So Christian really gives you an, an idea that, okay, we're we're starting to break these so-called curses that I was mentioning last podcast. And now you feel like, okay, throw me whoever you want to at this point. I am the best and I have to showcase that on the pitch. But now you feel like there's really no kind of voodoo magic going on in the background. No, um, and I think that does wonders for our confidence, um, getting past this hurdle. Um, I, I don't know who I was talking to. I think it was Chris I was talking to. Oddly enough, without disrespecting anyone, um, I told Chris that this is going to be the hardest leg that we had in this league yet. Um, whether it was Leon or Santos, um, either either or was going to give us trouble. Um, I didn't care what position they, they were coming from. I didn't care how they were doing all season. It's just something with the Leon and Santos name that we always get that always complicates everything. Um, they could be on the 20-game losing streak and somehow complicate our lives to the fullest. Um, so the fact that we were able to kind of get over that hurdle, get all that rust, get over uh, kind of like a so-called curse, like you said, uh, and now put us in the position to get us to the final. We're two games away. 
uh, against a team that you should be able to win against. You you should be favored against. Everything is on your side in order to make that final. Um, that should fill you with a lot of confidence. But is that confidence that may also just get you a limit? Um, so that's why I think we need our players to be at a hundred percent mentally there. Uh, and you know while performing to the best of their ability that we know they can, uh, just kind of get through it uh, in a dominant way, knowing how they can do it. Don't have those little lapses that you did against Leon. Prove it from literally minute one in San Luis that you are the best. Uh, don't give up a goal in the first minute. Uh, and, you know, just just do you. Because, like I said in the previous game, and I'll press say it again this time, you are the better team. You have to go out there and show it. Uh, when you do that, no one, no one in this league can be. And it's like I mentioned, right? The fundamentals that got America to the point where they are today were so detrimental. And we didn't follow them in, in, in literally the first minute. We talked about the Achilles heel of uh, set pieces and corners and, and, and how we felt like we finally had grasped at, at, at a solution. And it's Leon, boom, knocks one right away. And so you think, okay, you get knocked down, you get back up. And America did so twice. And so, again, resilience is important. You need that in a in, in a winning side, uh, and and especially during a league uh, situation like we know it could get difficult in Leon. So, which do they have? And we mentioned we got through we got through Leon, and and, and now we focus on what I would think is going to be a very difficult opponent. I I know a lot of people will paint this picture as oh it's just San Luis, but you look at the way that they went against Monterrey at Monterrey Stadium. They went toe to toe in moments where they had to. Um, I mean, really, you, you just know that this is not going to be an easy matchup whatsoever. And I think we are all somewhat just a little bit nervous because we've been here time and time and time and time again. This is the one hurdle, Chris, that we keep mentioning that we cannot get through. No matter what, it could be going our way and we somehow bottle it, aka the Chivas game, or, or, or we put ourselves in the predicament where we can't get ourselves over the hurdle, aka when we had to go up against Toluca. So I think you just have to focus and and like Christian mentioned, right? Be a hundred percent focused mentally and keep your feet planted because the biggest challenge is yet to come, even if it's San Luis. San Luis is not an easy matchup at all. And I think people are gotta stop looking at the name and look at those players, man. It's a it's a very uh Solid squad. Yes, there's names that you're probably like, oh, that guy's been around the league for a long time, right? You look at your Julian Down, maybe your your Guemis, right? But that team is very solid. Now, I do think it's a, it's a favorable matchup because who we would have faced the 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 winner of a uh, a Pumas Chivas, right? If if Monterrey would have won, is, correct? Is that how the table? Would, so in a way, it's a favorable matchup for us if we look at it from that perspective. But like, let's not get it twisted. That's a very like good team, mind you. Cardina uh, knows this team, so they, we should be able to have an advantage from that perspective. But even then, it's a team that very is very dependent of of their of their individual talent. Very fast, very fast team, very good. Julian Dom looked really, really good with them, which. I don't know if I can speak for you guys, but I was rooting for Julian that one who's with with us. You know, I, I, I'm a I'm a believer in our little Ronaldo, <laughs> but it, it's gonna be a very interesting matchup. And when we're talking about away stadiums, right? 
San Luis is never an easy stadium to go to, even if it's a home game for us. It's one of those stadiums where it's just a, a headache. Just like Leon, it's just like Querétaro, it's just like a lot of these other stadiums. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, first leg, and it could get ugly for us because of that. But I'm comfortable facing them second leg at the second. And, and they complicated us, uh, things for us last year, too. So, you know, it, or last season. So, so, it's, so it's an interesting matchup, but I, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Well, I mean, there's a lot of narrative coming into this game, Dylan. I mean, you you look at what Chris mentioned, right? You feel like you would have an upper hand with with Harden um, knowing a majority of these players. But like Midwestern Cholo says, you know, San Luis's uh, coach was a former assistant of Harine. Could this cause any trouble? The regular season matchup was a very difficult game. And, and like Chris had mentioned, it's one of those stadiums where time and time again, America has always seemed to find a way to, you know, shoot themselves in the foot, even though in recent games, it might not look that way, but still, I mean, even though we've come away with some favorable results, the games have never been easy. Yeah, no, it, it really hasn't. Thinking back at that, the game, regular, dude, that game was done. Um, so, so in a sense, like, I, that's not that I'm not, not nervous, but, you know, it's just like, you've been in that position before, you know, easy, easy to look back and, know look okay like what did they do different you know kind of sense so you know i just really hope that uh that uh, obviously the nerves the rest is off of the last against for leon because obviously like i said it's not going to be easy but we've been in that position before where it wasn't easy the first time around and so now it's fine what can you do different especially this this coming around you know come wednesday whenever you go back into the first like and you know hopefully walk away with you know, something as simple as a, as a one no win like it was last time. Yeah, you need something tangible walking away from um, from San Luis. Just because it, like I've mentioned to you guys before, this is this is a squad that's been together for a while now. They, they've had their ups and downs and they know they can't get past that semifinal hurdle. So I would imagine that plays into your, in, into your thought process coming into this game thinking, okay, I've been here before. Been there, done that, seen this, seen that. So what am I going to do differently and have that fear of, am I going to mess it up again? And so I think this has to be a much more different approach. And and we'll see what happens. We'll see um, exactly the tactical display that Harinay wants to put on on, on Wednesday. Uh, and to that, I'm going to you, Christian, because you were very, very spot on in the starting 11 for Wednesday matchup against the well, Maybe a couple surprises here that we weren't anticipating, like the Kevin Alvarez situation, um, but what is the uh, what is your gut telling you for for Wednesday's game? What is our starting eleven prediction looking like? Um, I think you rinse and repeat. I don't I don't think you mess anything up. Uh, so we'll go obviously with Malagón and Net. Uh, the back four would be Kevin Alvarez, Igor, uh, Sebas Cáceres, and Luis Fuentes. In the midfield, you'll do Jonathan dos Santos and Alvaro Fidalgo. Uh, and then the camp spot, you go Diego Valdez on one side, Quinones on the other side, uh, Sendejas. And I'll tap Henry Martin. Um, the only thing I would want to uh, kind of throw a question is, um, how, how have you guys seen Jonathan Dos Santos over the past two games? Matter of fact, scratch that. How about over the past, like, four games? Um, I don't know if it's just me, but I've seen kind of a recent dip in form. Uh, it's not the same player I think I've saw throughout the whole season. And at some point, it's almost, almost like a little bit of a liability in that midfield. Almost, I'd rather prefer Richard to kind of start this series. but. 
then again, I kind of remembered that Jonas did this offer a little bit more defensive quality, which we, which will come in handy against his team. Um, it's just I just don't think Jonah has been performing uh to the level that he was throughout the whole season. I agree with you. I I think he hasn't been at a hundred percent. But again, just like you mentioned, that liability of of losing a gap in in the midfield, especially with a San Luis team that you know is going to try to get you on the counter, you're going to need someone that can track space and can kind of plug in in spaces here and there, which I think Jonah is capable of doing. Richard, whilst he can at times, I feel like will get too caught up in transition, just like Alvaro Fidalgo will have to maybe drop a little bit more deeper. And that hinges his opportunities of being a little bit more of that creative player that we know he can be. And he has been detrimental in key passes. So for me, I would say stick with Jonah. I don't know what the rest of the gentlemen want to say. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I've seen a little bit of it. It's not like that noticeable because I do think that when he has a bad game, you kind of see the same in Fidalgo. Not like exaggerating. I think it's just whatever we're used to Fidalgo doing. And sometimes when you see his partner struggling, you start to see him struggle a bit. But yeah, I do see it. But that's, and that's another reason why I kind of push for Naveda to have more games, right? Because I always felt Hidalgo and Richard to be the competition with each other instead of like Richard and Jonah. And I feel like Naveda, just from the style of play, just is more identical to to uh, Jonah Dos Santos. But it's too late to, do, to even think about Naveda at this point. So, you know, hopefully it was just a matter of, of rust, right? And hopefully this, this game he, he performs. Because I do think uh, San Luis has a very solid midfield. I do think it's going to come to that and it's going to come to our fullbacks, right? It's going to be interesting what, what, the, how, how this uh, team performs in the next two games. Dylan, you want to add on? No, I don't really got what to say. I mean, uh, um, I kind of, kind of on Chris's side too. I mean, it's not really that noticeable, but I'm also one. Like Chris, you know, just kind of rinse and repeat. You know what's working, working right now. So let's just run with it. Yeah. No, I mean we'll see. Um, it's 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 definitely gonna be interesting to see as to whether or not we 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 get a solid Jonah. But again, I think he is crucial. He's detrimental, and I think kind of in the trust in him a little bit too much to kind of bench him in in a situation like this. And and I think like Chris mentioned, I think it's just a matter of rust, really, to be honest. And I hope that. Coming into this second leg, you kind of shook that off and now you're going to play your best football. And look, if if we're going back to what we said last episode, this could also be, in theory, one of those games in where you can capitalize on the fact that you might have some very tired legs come the second leg from San Luis. I mean, they've been going at it nonstop, right? Maybe not as much as Leon because they, had a, they won that game against Leon, so they didn't have to play Sunday, but... It was a very high intense game against Leon. Then you had to go against a Monterrey, which you know put you through the ringer. And now you're coming into play against America. So maybe, maybe you can use that as an advantage. I'm not so sure whether or not it's going to be detrimental because, again, I, I do think they're going to try to conserve their energy and get us on the break. But I, I think we're more than capable. Um, although what does worry me, though, Chris, is... You mentioned that they have speed and they have pace and they have individual brilliance. And there's a left-hand side spot that it just fills me with a lot of doubt. Luis Fuentes, what, what are we going to do to kind of counterbalance all of that? 
I think from an individual standpoint, you gotta just let them stay back. Don't let don't let them have that that space, right? And whenever they do have some type of space, have one of the the, the midfielders go and help them. And we're gonna have the youngers drop down a lot. I know we're gonna probably be critical of his offense because of it, but you just can't, you know, you just can't let him be alone in, in that in that situation because I mean I brought it up before. When it comes to him and Chavarreyes, they leave a lot of space. We can't have that. We this is one of those things where we're in that position we have a huge need in in uh in 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 the in defense. And I know me and Christian are gonna talk about it a lot when it comes to a transfer window, right? Who can we bring in? But it's just one of those things where you just have to let Puente sit back, don't let him go forward. And whenever there's some type of space or pressure, just make sure someone's there with them. I mean, it, it's it's going to be one of those games where you think, okay, if if you're smart, you manage the ball, you manage the space, and you limit those uh, opportunities that they have to try to get you on those counters. So again, we'll see. Christian, I I, I like the starting eleven. I I think you're right. Rinse and repeat. Um, the the trio that we've all been waiting for, Henry, Diego, and Quinones, really didn't take off how we wanted them to against Leon. Talk to me. Is, is there optimism that they might explode a- against San Luis? I would sure hope so. And I think it has to do with kind of my kind of player. I know we're not up to the segment, but might as well just jump into it. Uh, kind of my player to watch for the series is Diego Valdez. Um, I really hope that these two games kind of were the ones that kind of get him back to that game rhythm. I don't think he was there at 100% over the two games. So hopefully with him now, you know, have some games under his belt, uh, kind of see how, how we kind of function. Um, I, I think that we're going to see the best of this trio, and I'm actually pretty excited uh, coming, looking forward to it on Wednesday, and hopefully it can bring out the best in both Quinones and even more. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and if any of you guys disagree, please let me know, but even at a like a 80% Diego Valdez, I thought we were much better with him on the pitch than when he got substituted. Like, America's attack did not flourish the same, did not look the same, and I would dare to say was not even as threatening when Diego Valdez came up. I agree. Yeah, I think that there's no one in that in that team that that plays that position the way he does, you know. And you could tell that there's just a, a different, you know. Maybe some people say Quinones, but it's still not the same. I think that experiment of Leo Suarez and Dejas playing there just stay away from it, you know. And I think Valdez is going to be key leading up to these last four games. Or two games, potentially four. Yeah. I, I It's going to be interesting. I know i got a blurry camera right now, so I'll, I'll fix that right now. But um, where's my question going? Lean out to this. Oh, uh, Chris, who's your player to watch then in, in this game and in this series and since Christian already gave us his? I'll pay... Not one player, but two. And it's going to be that right-hand side. It's going to be Sendejas, and it's going to be uh, Kevin Alvarez. Because we're talking about the left side, right? Fuentes, I think we can't underestimate that right side not having issues. I think Sendejas has had a very bumpy road. this for Not the whole season, but it's been bumpy, to say the least, especially in the last two games. I think there's there's bright sides and there's bad sides of, of his game right now. And I think if Kevin Alvarez is able to hold his own, 
I think then that has will be more free. And if Kevin Alvarez is and if they both do good right together, I think Kevin Alvarez becomes more of a threat offensively too. So to me, it's more of that right hand side. I think a lot of a lot of the game is going to be played on that side if it's not on the left, because I think the left might be too covered too much by many of the players. Right, the center backs might go that way. The 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 our winger might go that way. Our midfield might go that way. And I think it opens up the right side. So I want to see what Sendejas and what Kevin Alvarez does in this game because it will be. Like I said, a, a very difficult game when the 1v1. Interesting. Kind of tying up with what Midwestern Chola wanted to talk about in regards to Sendejas and, and his Ligias. A lot of criticism surrounding him and, and his uh, lack of, I guess, impact on, on the pitch. Even though I will say he's been having a decent amount of, uh, of interactions up front. I think it, it's a little bit of rust. It, it's also the fact that I to be honest, I think he plays better when Leo Suarez plays a game before him and he feels like he's losing that starting 11 spot. So I, would, I wouldn't I would be too upset if Leo Suarez starts to bring out the best in Sendejas as well. So um, we'll see, though. It, it's going to be interesting, though, Chris. I, I think that right-hand side is going to be detrimental if we are anticipating that, left, uh, that left-hand that left side for America to be a little bit overloaded. Um, Dylan, who's your player to watch? Man, I got to go with my boy, so I got to go Henry. I mean, I, yeah, I, think no, this, yeah. I think this is a, this could be a, a statement game, if not two games, for him to just kind of really cement him more into what he means for this club and what he means to this team. Um, you know, uh, even doing the little things too, uh, like like you mentioned earlier, I say for the performances, you know, um, being the complete player that that he is, you know, I I, I want to I want to see that especially because um, we we know he feels the colors, we know he feels feels everything for this team. You know, just to be able to be a part of that, you know, to go out and play after you know, uh, uh, injury bitten. Um, um, you know, I think this game, this series, is going to be awesome, and I really want to see the best for him. Yeah, I think we're all hoping for a, <laughs> a Henry Martin performance to kind of reel it all in together, really. Like I mentioned, right, he's a player that we've all heavily criticized in the Gigas, and so, uh, Again, trying to see the best of him will hopefully be uh, a sweet, sweet joy to watch. Ricardo saying that, you know, the trident of Quinones Valdez and Oppenheimer Martin uh, will smack San Luis. And hopefully he's right in that aspect. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if, uh, like we mentioned, Christian, that duo come to life, uh, that trio, excuse me, come to life. And uh, like I said, hope for the best and uh prepare ourselves for what should be an interesting and entertaining first leg, which by the way is going to be on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. And then, uh, excuse me, 9 p.m. your time, Dylan, and then 10 o'clock your time, Christian. Uh, And then on Saturday, the second leg at the Azteca is going to be at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard, uh, 8 Central and 9 Eastern. Should be a fun one, should be an interesting one, and, and should be one full of, hopefully, goals and excitement for this America side. And with that said, let me go and ask for your guys' prediction coming into the game on Wednesday. So, I'll throw it to you first, Dylan, since you've been gone for a while. What's your uh, what's your prediction for Saturday's matchup? I'll go with a 1-0 America, like the regular season. 1-0, all right. I like it. It's a very tangible result to take. Back to the Azteca. Christian? Um, I'll go 2-1, America. 2-1, all right, okay. 
filling me with a lot of optimism here. Chris. Yeah, I'm going 2-1 also. I think it's going to be one of those games. And I'll even say Julian Dunn scores on this. And it hits Wow. You think he celebrates, though? I want to see the the Ronaldo celebrate. I kind of hope so, but I don't think he does, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. He's a... He's very fond of his time at America, and so we'll we'll see whether or not he does celebrate. Um, well, since you and you and Christian matched up, I think I'll match up with Dylan here, and I'll go one zero for America. A clean sheet, I think, would be important. Um, and and you coming into the second now, forcing suddenly to come in, score to open up the game more, and then of course you can flush the game out easily in the Azteca if if those channels open up. So again, will be an interesting one. I, look, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm a little nervous coming into this one because. We've been here time and time and time again, and I don't know how many of these uh, podcast episodes we've done already previewing these semifinals that I am sick and tired of not having to come back to one next week. So, uh, you know, for the love of God, America, just get through, done, get the job done, punch your ticket into the final, and then we'll deal from from that point on and forward. So should be should be a fun one, should be an interesting one. Do you guys think, is there a possibility that this game could somehow be kind of determined and finalized for America in the first leg? Of course. Of course. If America comes out and, like I said, asserts their dominance from minute one, like they should have in Leon, I think that this, this tie could very well be over in the first leg. That being said, though, I think it's that overconfidence that I know they're going to have. And it, you know, and you you don't want to think that way, but you you can't help but think that they're not feeling somewhat of you know a little bit you know over overconfident going into this tie. Um, but it's just that very reason that's gonna I think, I guess, kind of hold them back in a sense, um, and kind of lead them to make little silly mistakes here and there, the mistake that we don't want them to see, uh, happen throughout the match, and um, and only for that reason I don't think it's gonna be over in the first leg, but if they somehow. Get past that, maybe score a goal in the first half, and then another one early in the second half. I can see this easily being maybe like a three nothing, three one, which in, in turn I think will just end the tie there. All right. Well, we'll see whether or not that's capable. Ricardo saying, "Ivan, it's okay. Don't worry, big guy. Memocho is long gone. The 18th is coming." Ricardo always likes to throw little jabs at me. He knows I'm a big Ochoa fan, and he, I think, is the biggest Ochoa hater. I don't know. I don't know, Ricardo. What is it? What is it with Chiwa Nochoa? Uh, but I wish I had his confidence, though, because he's saying America's going with a 3-0 easy work. Uh, AP Jr. saying 2-1 for Las Aguilas de la America. And we'll, we'll see whether or not any of us hit the lottery in this one. Um, but okay, gentlemen, I know it's difficult to even talk about a second leg because we don't know exactly what's happening. But I'll ask the same question that I did in the last podcast. If all goes to the result that you guys think will happen. What is your prediction for the second leg? Chris? 3-0 America. Wow. All right. I think it's going to be a, a magical night. Magical night in La Seca. That's what I'm, expect- what I'm expecting in the second. I love it. I love it. He, he, Chris got Ricardo's uh, confidence right away. Look at that. Uh, Christian, what's your uh, scoreline for Saturday? I think that the fans, I think the team knows exactly what they're playing for on Saturday night. At the Azteca after one, two, three, three consecutive semifinals, uh, heartbreaks—not just losses. They're they're heartbreaks. 
their heartbreaks that that'll forever be ingrained in our in our in our memories forever. Unfortunately, until we win another one, I think America wins three one. All right, three one, Dylan. I'll follow Chris. I'll go. Hey, what? Chris said three zero. <laughs> oh, you said three zero. They said two. No, he said three. Follow me, follow me the whole way, brother. <laughs> well, I'll follow Chris. <laughs> all right, let's go with the three zero. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, I'll be as adamant as I can be here. I'm going. I'm going two one at the Azteca. Job done. Sweet, simple, but I don't think we overexert ourselves. I think we have a lot of missed opportunities, but at the end of the day, we punch a ticket into the final, and uh, hopefully we're back next week and talking all things great about a potential 14th. So we'll see about that. Okay, AP Jr., go with Go, go, go. I was no, no, I was just going to say AP Jr. Uh-huh. All right. Without getting too far out of this game, who's your preference? Tigres? I don't have one to be honest. I don't want to be this conversation. Did I guess the winners correctly the last podcast? Yes. All of them. Damn, correctly. But I didn't. We did say something. We did. He said something. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It was a conversation. No, I don't have a preference, Chris. Um, I think you think any team that you throw in there will be the, the hardest two games of the whole season. Um, I think I think both teams stack up well against us. Um, I think that we're better than all three remaining teams that are left in this in the in the tournament. Um, I guess I mean I don't know. I, I really don't care. I really don't care. Um, it, it should it should be a fun one though if we if we do make it to the final. Um, is it disrespectful that we don't care about Pumas like that? Considering, I mean, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, yeah, I know there's history there, but recent years to kind of deserve that respect. Simple as that, you know. Yeah, no, one thousand. They're playing well this season. I'll give them that, but to get us worried about or kind of, kind of want them in the final, I don't think they've done much of that. On so, like what about from a traveling perspective, is that like, or it just doesn't matter? Like we go play over there, we play. I, here, I don't think you fight the travel into a final, in my opinion. No, yeah, no, same. Don't right, no, we no, can't add predictions right now. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, not the final. That that game. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, 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 okay. Um, I don't know. It, it, it looks pretty. Yeah, that, level that, to that me. Is, if the if we thought the Pumas Chivas tie was gonna be close, which I, I we saw it really wasn't in the second leg. I think this is gonna be a lot closer. Um, they're probably drawing the first leg, but I think he gets comes out. On. Yeah, I guess I'll like go Christian. Goal. Like goal. Yeah. I think goal will just happen. All right. We'll see what happens there. Dylan, anything to add on? I miss being on the pod. <laughs> and we miss you too, buddy. We miss you. Um, but hey, we're we're hopeful that uh hey, fingers crossed if we make it to the final, uh, you know, that you can come on and uh, we can talk America road to the 14th. Oh no, I'm definitely gonna be there. I'll be there. <laughs> All right, I like it. I like it. I'll say, I like right, it right, it. Now, I'll say it right now, if we make it to the final, next podcast, I'm gonna show my face. 
Oh my um, gosh, America, um, you have everything uh, to play for now. <laughs> wow, that we haven't had so much. Wait, what? I'm gonna show my face. You guys are gonna see. I won't be shirtless because I'm usually shirtless on TikTok. So much Ooh. information. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll show my face. All right, all right. Well, I love it. There's there's a lot of excitement and and tension that will build up on 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 these two games. So we'll see what happens. But uh, well, what can I say? Um, <laughs> Midwestern Chola saying, "Save it for the chip, bro. Save it for the chip." But no, I think it's 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 fair. It's fair and right, and it's just. I think Chris has been teasing us for long enough about getting the camera. And we need to see his face for the final, Hopefully if there final is one. Thing. 2019. It's been a while. It's been a minute. So, but all right, uh, gentlemen, anything else to add on before we wrap it up here? I'm all good. God, I hope we win. <laughs> yeah, no, same, same. But uh, hey, fingers crossed. We'll have you guys up to date with everything on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast over there. And uh, shout out to AJ, who's done an amazing job co- uh, covering uh, the men's and the ladies as well as the season is over for them, unfortunately. But um, yeah. All right. Uh, with that said, you guys have a wonderful time. We'll be back to talk all things with America, hopefully sooner rather than later. And uh, all I can say is Godspeed for us on this upcoming week, Wednesday and Saturday. All right. You guys have a wonderful time. Take care. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.